Joy, you good? You you breathing? Yeah, I'm good. You good? Never you, been better. You got you got all that cleared out? Oh yeah. Okay. I'm not being fine. I don't have money. Yep. <laughs> Welcome to Sports and Jesus <laughs> podcast episode. I have no idea what number we are on. It's Hello. been so long Hello. since Hello. we recorded an episode. It's like Was 400? it years ago? That way you record an episode? What is that? Uh, what are you sniffing on? <laughs> Alright. Um, anyway. It's, it's so, um, welcome to Sports and Jesus Podcast. We're brought to you today by Audible. AudibleTrial.com slash Sports and Jesus. I'm sorry, guys. It's going to take me a second to get back on my game. It's been so long. You have one? Yeah. No, we got two sponsors. We're also brought to you by Red Letter Clothing. Go get you a worthy t-shirt. We got a, they've got new merch coming out soon. So go follow them on Instagram, Facebook. Yep. Get your shirt. You good, good, Garrett? (laughs) Yes. All right. Um. Yeah, Garrett's good. We got the whole crew, and by the whole crew, I mean just me, Joy, and Garrett um, in today. So, yeah. We're also brought to you, especially this week and the next few weeks, because stuff going on over there, by Prevail Missions International, planting churches, helping plant churches, not actually planting, but helping and assisting church planters and churches being planted in western ukraine we will be talking to you more about that in an upcoming episode i'll actually have the opportunity to be going to ukraine my wife and i and another couple that we're good friends with will be going to ukraine in a couple weeks and so garrett who always has trouble with water bottles decides to today bring in the largest bottle that you can possibly buy Yep. Okay. So, there's been a lot. <laughs> hey, also, we have this really cool promo video on YouTube. Go check it out. Garrett's got his shirt off at one point. Ladies, he's single. <laughs> oh, me. I didn't see that coming. <laughs> if y'all can see how red Garrett's oh, face is right now. I was thinking LeVar Ball. I was thinking like LeVar Ball. Garrett, uh, we're recording a podcast. Um, it helps if you speak into the microphone. <laughs> and if you lean into the microphone, it helps if you s- speak so that we're not just sitting there waiting for you to say something and you don't say anything. Anyway, so a lot of crazy stuff in the NBA has happened since we last recorded an episode. Um, LeBron is now living on a lake, well, playing for the Lakers. Lakers found that missing piece, and it's not LeBron. Is it Rondo? Michael Beasley. Michael Beasley. Oh. So, did they... Michael Beasley's a Laker? 
One of the worst draft busts of the last 20 years was Michael Beasley. Say it to his face. I bet you wouldn't. I bet if he's standing right here, you'd be like, you are the best Kansas State player ever, Michael. He played in the Big 12 against maybe Kansas. That was legit it. Okay, we're. I, I'm not really trying to make the argument that Michael Beasley is a good basketball player. He's I'm trying not. to make the the argument that you would not say that if he was standing right here in front of you. It depends on how many people are in between the two of us. No one, just him, right in front of you. Is there any plexiglass between? Nope, us? just you and him. There's nothing other than a little bit of air. Do I have any kind of an equalizer? No, just you and him. No, Denzel is not there. Oh, Denzel jokes, my favorite. Yeah, so, <laughs> my question for y'all. The Lakers, obviously, everybody would say the Lakers are a much better team right now than they were last year. Okay? I think we'd all make the argument having LeBron on your team, even in the West, automatically... Puts you in the playoffs. So, where on the level of Sacramento Kings to Golden State Warriors, where are the Lakers in the West? They're in between. <laughs> All right, they're in between. What do you think, Garrett? Immediately third in the West. Third. Okay, so you've got Warriors, Rockets, Lakers. We yes. Do you think that puts some third uh, third in the West, Joy? Yeah, probably. I I don't know. I mean, it, here's the deal: LeBron's good. We don't know the best. It, yeah, he's the best. He's the boat. He's the best. He's the boat. The best, obviously, at this time. Right? Is that what that stands for? Best, obviously, oh, at this gosh. time. Boats filled with two T's. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like that. Best, obviously, at this time is LeBron James. Um, Do you think, does that put LeBron James and Rajon Rondo are better than Russell Westbrook and Playoff P? Yeah, for sure. I don't really see Rondo as a great addition. I think <laughs> well, Rondo's who's done. who's the Lakers' second best player? Michael Beasley. No, <laughs> I'd either have to go with Ball or uh, Kuzma. Okay. And that's why I'm saying the fact that those two are not going to have to be the focal points of the offense. Brandon and LeBron, Ingram. LeBron can be, and they Brandon can be, Ingram. be additions to help him. Brandon Ingram. Yeah. And, I mean, I think he's got some quality young players that he can be the star and they can be the okay. starting pieces. Okay, do you think this Lakers team is better than last year's Cavs team? Yes. I personally do, yep. So you think those guys are better than Kevin Love and Tristan Thompson and Kyle Korver? Because I don't think so. <laughs> 
it depends on if they get chemistry or not, because I don't think LeBron had chemistry with those guys, honestly, and that gets underrated how important it is to have. Like, Golden State has great players, but the chemistry they have is what makes them so difficult to beat. So if they if they actually have some chemistry between those players on the Lakers, I think they could be a lot better than the Cavs, because, mm. like, Kevin Love was almost non-existent. Yeah, and a non-existent Kevin Love is still better than Alonzo Ball right now. Not if he's not scoring at all. Well, neither does Lonzo Or Kuzma. Ball. Or Brandon Ingram. Yeah, I don't know. I I would put the Lakers in the bottom half of the playoff teams in the West. Like I think I think the Jazz are potentially beating the Lakers in especially now that they have Grayson Allen. Um <laughs> I think the Jazz are right there with them. I think the Pelicans are. I mean, I think you make the argument the Pelicans are just as good, if not better, than the Lakers. Um, I think another year of Westbrook and Paul George playing together, taking ball hog Carmelo Anthony out of it. Um, I think those, they can possibly compete there. Um, You've still got the Trailblazers. And of course, uh, you got the the Memphis Grizzlies are gonna have a bounce. Yeah. Hashtag Ryan City. Um, also, I mean, I know they lost a lot by getting rid of one of the top five players in the NBA, but the Spurs are still pretty good with Demar Derozan and Lamarcus Aldridge. Yeah. <laughs> That's. It wasn't like a terrible trade. I mean, it's not like they didn't get... It's not like they got a Kyle Kuzma out of it. They got DeRozan. I think that's the best... I think that's probably the best they could have done. Unless they traded Kawhi for LeBron. (laughs) We were all (laughs) waiting on somebody to say something. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, I, I don't think the Spurs are that far. Which... I think LeBron is just kind of like I don't think he's really expecting to do a lot this year. I think next year is going to be the year. This is when, like almost like he's taking a year off. Yeah, maybe potentially. I I mean I think he's still gonna. Yeah. Anyways, because it really shows that he really doesn't care about people like Garrett who trash talk about him. He's just like. I've got my three rings. I'm living in one of the best cities in the U.S. In a really cool house. Did you guys see his house? It's so cool. I bet it is. I bet he has a cool house. I bet he has multiple cool houses. Oh, yeah. I bet he still has a cool house in Akron. And I bet he still has a cool house in There Miami. is no such thing as a cool house in Akron, Ohio. Oh, we have some listeners from Akron. Garrett, you better take it back. Take it back. Garrett, take it back. Take it back. There says, may be one cool house in Akron, Ohio. Says the guy from Tuscumbia. Oh, I forgot. Garrett says he's from Memphis, even though he's never even lived in the state of Tennessee. Is that true? That's right. Correct. 
You say you're from Memphis and you've never lived in the if, state of Tennessee. Is, is two is like a three mile radius not close enough to the region to say I'm from here? Like, no, no. That's like like when we go out like, state, do we tell people we're from Muscle Shoals? Like we're from Muscle Shoals, so they know where we're like what location we're about around. Uh, or do we say? I mean, oh, okay. I'm from Sixth Street in Tuscumbia, Alabama. I get okay. real. So if you live three miles in New Mexico, can you say you're an American? There's a lot that could be said, and I'm not going to. <laughs> okay, so, um, yeah. Can we move on? Yeah. <laughs> so, ha- have y'all watched any Summer League ball in the NBA? Colin Sexton hey, is the he's, man. He's looked good. He's looked, he looked pretty dang good. The Grizzlies looked good, too. That's what I I've kept not watching. watched the Grizzlies. But basically, I would watch the Grizzlies and the teams that have young Duke guys. Guys, Harry Giles... Played at Duke a little bit, drafted by the Kings last year, sat out because of a knee injury. He is going to be the next Kevin Garnett. Just wait and see. Somebody write that down, Garrett. Write that down. I don't think that. Write the that NBA down, Garrett. Will Garrett. Allow Garrett. Write Kevin it down. Garnett. Nope, he is another one. I don't think the NBA will allow. He's the next. He's Kevin it. Garnett, when he was young, would beat the crap out of folks if they came in the paint. He's and it. I loved it. That's hey. gonna be that's gonna be Harry Giles for the See, Kings. The NBA's the one league though that embraces stuff like that though. Yeah, they love it. Unless your yeah, name's LeBron, and you can't be touched by a feather without getting a flagrant. What does that have to do with anything? It's just LeBron gets catered to, and I don't like him. He doesn't get catered to, or he would win more championships. Okay, swapping over to. Um, He's the boat with two T's. So. Boat. Best, obviously, at this time in history. The boat. Bote. <laughs> um, so, uh, it is, we're what, five, four Saturdays away from college football season? Is that right? And yep. we are, if you can't tell by our amazing accents, we are recording in the heart, right smack dab in the middle of SEC country. So that's that's the majority of the people around us are some sort of SEC fan. That's what we're most familiar with. Um, so that's probably, that's, that's the lens that we talk college football through is a pretty thick SEC lens. And it's just better here, and we just know more Garrett's about it. Garrett's lens is the thickest yes. of all of our lenses. And I smiled when you said that, because <laughs> I totally agree with that. Do you really think um, my accent's really good? I've really worked hard at it. You're probably less accental than... My accent is so awesome that I could say certain words and they will mean other things than what they intend to mean because they sound like other words. That's called bad at speaking. So, SEC. Um, many are saying that college football as a whole, the whole this year is weak comparatively when it comes to the quarterback position. Um, especially when you're looking at it from an NBA, NBA, an NFL draft perspective, 
there's just not there's as no many stars. Yeah. There's not any stars. Um, however, in contrast, this is probably one of one of the <laughs> Joy's listening to this podcast through his eyeball. Um so you got an eye patch. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> Squeezing my ears. I got to have a rest. <laughs> Julie's got sensitive ears. <laughs> I, I used to podcast, but my ears were just too sensitive. To, so now I can't, I can't do any jobs that involve things on my ears. That's also why Joey don't wear glasses. Because his ears are too sensitive. Um, <laughs> so, in contrast, the SEC is supposed to have a pretty strong year, potentially, when it comes to quarterback. Compared to what we've had, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, just w- what are your guys' opinions? Let's just say t- top three quarterbacks to watch in the SEC. What do y'all think? We can- you have Drew Locke from Missouri. Drew Locke. Okay, Drew Locke is possibly, like, right now I think most scouts will say Drew Locke would be the first quarterback taken in the NFL draft. And that's not saying much. He'll um, put up the most prolific numbers. He'll put up maybe, some big numbers. but Missouri's running a whole different offense this year. Their offensive coordinator this year is Derek Dooley, and he doesn't have a history of putting up big negative numbers. touchdowns yeah. for the year. <laughs> um, Drew Locke put you up. You know a lot about Derek Dooley, don't you? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Drew Locke put up some big some. Crazy numbers last year, um, but those were always against very weak. To be opponents. precise, four thousand yards, forty-four touchdowns. Just to be precise, yeah, yeah, cra- crazy numbers. Um, but again, a very weak schedule, weak opponent. Uh, who else you got, Joy? You got to give Jake Fromm some credit too. Jake Fromm. I'll agree with you there. I also think he might not even be the best quarterback on his own team. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> what's that? What's the kid's name? Justin Fields. Yeah, Justin. He's Fields. a beast. Who's your third guy, Joy? Jarrett Stidham. Don't you do it. Mm. All right. It sounds like Garrett disagrees with those three. There's a, a team that's got two quarterbacks that's notably missing from Joy's top three. Well, one I'm going with. Um, if you say two, <clears throat> you cannot. No, can say I go one A and one B, or does it have to be one and two? Um, the top three. Okay. Is what All I. Right. So Jarrett Stidham, so Drew Lock. Jarrett, Stid- Jarrett Stidham, Drew Lock, interchangeable. Um, after that. Guy to watch, I'm not sure what's going to happen, but I'm going to say Tua. Just because if Tua <laughs> shows up like he did in the national championship game for an entire season, he's going to put up huge numbers. I mean, it's just it's just the fact. We'll if he see. averages I every half what he averaged, what he had in that one half the entire season, he's going to have huge numbers. He would have almost 400 yards a game yeah. if he did that. I wasn't that – well. Although you know Alabama's not going to come out throwing the ball like they well, did yeah, the and they're not going to be behind yeah. as much as they were. I mean, that makes sense. well, they might be. Hopefully, if dreams do come true, um. and I don't, 
care who's the starter between Jake Fromm or Justin Fields. I don't think either one of them is going to be the star on the team because I think DeAndre Swift's going to be the workhorse. That's going to be what that offense is built around is DeAndre Swift. Justin Fields could have more of an impact because he can run the ball so well. That would be the only difference between him and Fromm. Fromm is just as a passer. He won't do enough. Yeah, I don't know. I could see, I could see Fromm taking a big step this year because because last year it seemed to be Fromm was a game manager, and we just want you to not make mistakes and make a few plays. I could see him this year as being there being games that they win because Jake Fromm is their quarterback. But I just don't see the offense being designed that way, and that's why I say for Justin Fields, Justin Fields. Not being asked to throw the ball, but just saying our what we want yeah. to do is run the ball. But that's why he can make a bigger impact. And I agree with that. And, and Swift is a good running back, but last year they had three. Oh yeah, three ridiculous running. But backs. But they've got DeAndre Swift, and then if I'm not mistaken, their backup running back is the number one okay, running back you're in the just, country. You're wrong. Last year. You're wrong. You're no. wrong, Garrett. No, their their backup no, running back was the number one running back in the country. Okay. in high school. Last Here we year. go. My top three. So no, number wide. one, obviously, whoever plays quarterback at Tennessee is going to be. Oh, yeah. Given. Yeah. I'm not sure who that would be. But um, whoever does that, obviously, is going to just light the. Uh, no. Um, okay. My three that y- neither one of y'all named, you've got. What's what's the kid's name at South Carolina? Jake Bentley. Jake Bentley. Look at me. I know. Um, <laughs> Jake Bentley. Jordan. Tayamu from Ole Miss. Yes, I think he's going to have a big. Se- he had a big season he last was my year, fourth. but only started half the season. He's got the best receiving core in in the conference. Um, he's just, they're going to be down most of the time because their defense is horrible. So he's going to be throwing the ball all over the field. Yep, land sharks. Ooh, what's a land? Okay, we've already had this discussion. But they're like land, land sharks. I'm I'm not terrible. scared of a land it's shark. Like, like, land like, like oh, going in the woods. There's a shark. Like I'm not I'm not even running. Like it's just sitting there. Land Silly shark. Silly shark. You can't breathe up here. <laughs> we you are know. the sea bears. <laughs> we're you're the not, we're the me. we're the ocean tigers. I'm not. We're the, doesn't even deserve a clap. We're the flying cobras. I mean, it doesn't make sense. Like we're gonna we're gonna find this really intimidating animal and then put it in an element to where it can't even survive, and that's gonna be terrifying. What is a sh- like? Hot-y why tiny. do they call themselves land shark? Because it's not like a turnover thing, is it? Like it's not like the turnover chain. Like, why were they calling themselves that? Uh, when I think of land shark, I think of, uh, I can't remember the guy's Like, what name. is it? We're going to take you out at the legs? Like, I don't understand what they were going for. Like, what's... Uh, when they smell blood, they all, I don't know, because you can, you, can sharks smell blood not in the water? Like, I feel like that takes their ability to smell blood away once you put them on the land. Anyway, um, and then, of course, I think... Possibly the best quarterback in the SEC is Fitzgerald. Fitzgerald, Nick yeah. Fitzgerald, Mississippi State. Yeah. So if he can run, 
if he can run again, if his leg's not messed up. Yeah. we. This is 2018, so I'm sure he'll be probably better than he ever was. ACL, MCL is pretty devastating. I thought he... I thought his foot was pointing the wrong way. I'm pretty yeah, sure his foot was pointing the wrong his way. I think he tore his MCL or ACL. Too, no, though. I'm pretty sure his foot was pointing the wrong way. King Shark sure. from DC. What if it was his whole yeah, leg? That's scary. That is scary. What if now, if leg? they were the King Sharks, yeah. that'd be scary. Okay, um, last sports topic. Uh, me and Stats were just talking the other day and just came up with this topic. I just realized I forgot to call Stats. Um, sorry, Stats. I blame it on you. You wouldn't have answered anyway, probably. Um, so, NBA, <laughs> just who do you think, and we'll ask our audience if if we don't, if you can think of a better answer than us, let us know. So, you've got the big three basketball tournament going on, so that had me thinking three-on-three basketball. What college, what college in the NCAA would have the best three-man basketball alumni team right now? Sure. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. So, let's just throw throw some of them out there. Kentucky. Okay, who Anthony you... Davis, Demarcus Cousins, John Wall. That'd be my three. You've got a physical force. You've got a point guard, and you've got a guy that can do it all. At, what is he? Seven foot, and he can do everything. Be legit. John Wall. No. <laughs> no. You got any suggestions, Joy? I was. I'm trying to decide between UCLA or Texas. Ooh, ooh, those are my two. Those are my two. Get out of my head. <laughs> oh man. All right, you pick one. I'll go with the other. Okay, UCLA. You've got this is the this is the only one I can think of that can compete with that Kentucky team. All right, you've got Russell Westbrook. You've got Kevin Love, and you've got um. What's his name? Plays for the Warriors. Thompson. Clay Thompson. I thought you were going to go with uh, Lonzo Ball. No, we got Lonzo Ball <laughs> on the bench. But, I mean, those those are three. I mean, that's that's a completely different team than your Kentucky team. But, but I mean, that's – you've also got Russell Westbrook. Russell, Russell Westbrook. I, I would say Russell is better than John Wall. I would say – Marcus Cousins would just bully Kevin Love, and then Clay, I don't know Tom- about that. Clay Thompson, Anthony Davis. This is too completely different. I'm probably going to go yeah. with Anthony Davis though, because he can just do so much. Yeah, but Clay Thompson is Anthony Davis didn't Anthony cover Davis Clay Thompson. Anthony Davis can block his shot from ten yards away. Well, so he has to just run faster. Who, who's on your Texas team, Joy? Yeah, Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like it so far. I'm trying to Miles Turner, Avery Bradley. I think I'll go Avery, then yep. Lamarcus. You've also got Tristan Thompson. What about the yes. What about the guy that just came out? What was his name? Kevin Durant. He already no, said. No, that just came out from Texas. Uh, the Bumbo. Oh, Bumbo. Mambo. Bumbo. Mambo. Mo Bamba. Mo Bamba. <laughs> Bambi. <laughs> Mo Bambi. Yeah. I'll take to Mumbo. Yeah. Garrett was thinking Duke, but Duke would just be Kyrie and a bunch of young guys. Maybe Jason Tatum, Elton Brand. Can anybody point out, just just for fun, 
Can anyone Grant point Hill. out North Carolina players that would be legit now? Can anybody think of any? Vince Vince Carter's still no, playing, right? No, like <laughs> Jerry Stackhouse. That one white guy that they had that played like ten years ago. Tyler Hansbro. Yeah, that's it. Like that's the only player I could think of that was anything decent. Yeah, he he didn't make it that long. I mean, they've had. For as good as they usually they've are, they've had Mar- they have Marvin Williams. They've had um. Oh, what's his name? He plays for the Grizzlies. Um. Justin Jackson Felton. looked good in the summer league. Raymond Felton, no. did he play at North Carolina? Yeah. Um, I mean, Jordan. What about Kansas? Wiggins. That's really about it for me. There's got to be. Joel Embiid? Yeah. Joel Ooh. Embiid played at Kansas. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Ooh, we're getting good. Yeah, I thought he was All right, who's their third player? This is pretty good. Who's their third player? I was looking at Frank Kansas Mason, Markeith Morris. Yeah, the Morris twins. Yeah. They combine like on like into one person. Yeah. And like on Dragon Ball Z. Is Al Horford? <laughs> is, Al, is Al Horford still playing? You'd have Al yeah. Horford, yeah. Joe Kim Noah. Joe Kim Noah stinks. Defensively. Stinks still. No. Right now he's broken. He no. can't play. No. <laughs> I heard. By the way, okay. Last thing on sports. Y'all think it's really funny. I heard, stop just doing random noises into the microphone. Like, it's just, that's not being a good podcaster, Garrett. That's being a bad podcaster, actually. Um, So, (laughs) I heard on a radio show, they were talking about guys, NBA players, current NBA players that have been first team all NBA in their career. How many are in the West and how many are in the East? This was before Kawhi Leonard was traded, all right? So in the West, you had LeBron, Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, Kawhi Leonard, Anthony Davis, um, Derrick Rose, um, Russell Westbrook, James Harden. I mean, you had like 12, 13 players. In the East, you know who you had? Joachim Noah. That was it. <laughs> and then if if Dwayne Wade doesn't retire. <laughs> yep. 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 <laughs> All right. Let's go to some Jesus talk. We really need to get to a place one day again where we have a cool story that is a merging of sports and Jesus. But... Sports. We need athletes. You need to love Jesus better. Yes, That's, Steph Curry. I was. Oh yeah, Steph Curry hates his family. He's not a Christian. It's just what's an episode that has to be said. Yeah. I forgot. I, forgot I was. Today I'm, I'm, I was actually speaking to you, Mike Trout. All right, Garrett, drop that beat. Everything about God to me is mind blowing. I'm on that theology to keep my mind going. Shade tree theologian, I ain't wear suits. Sporting tattoos while I'm cruising through the institutes. John Calvin, that's moving. You might even catch me reading Wayne Grudem. Sound doctrine, 
that's what it's gotta be Like that white cleft dictionary of theology But nothing trumps the word, call it the holy bible It is central and necessary for our survival Does not have a rival, moving is not idle If you preach it then you liable to have revival And that's what we need in our local churches It's either dry as a bone or something like a circus But it has been purchased so we can commandeer it Lord Jesus revive us with your holy spirit Kauai, 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 Kauai's in Toronto. I think that's what he's saying. Mike okay. Trout. Yeah. Um, I'd like to take a second to apologize to the entire family of Trout. Um, <laughs> that You've been doing a lot of fishing lately? <laughs> Catching a lot of trout? I don't know why I um, attacked. The the uh Mike the trout. Um I'm sorry. I don't I really don't have any problem with any trout or um so salmon <laughs> now let's talk about some catfish. We? Um anyway. So what we're gonna do, uh the next few episodes are gonna kind of all be tied together. Hopefully at least that's the plan. We're going. We're starting kind of a theme of um, missions and looking outwards. Most a lot of our okay. So far, most of our episodes falls into one of two categories. Um, one category is church. What you should look for in a local church. Um, what a healthy church. Then that's things like expositional preaching gospel center worship and the other categories has been more of a like internal your walk with god things to assist you in that area so now we want to do some episodes about focusing outwardly in your relationship to other people both uh mostly lost people unbelieving people so and that's called missions so we want to do a series of episodes on what mission looks like. What are some ideas um, to be more effective in missions, both locally and internationally. So to start that off, uh, we want to talk about today, we want to talk about seeing ourselves as missionaries or, or living missionally is a word that we'll use and what does living missionally mean? Well, we okay. Joy is about to read the Great Commission, which is what Matthew twenty-eight, Genesis one-one. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> John three sixteen. Isn't that the answer to every question? It's Matthew twenty-eight nineteen. Okay, read that for us, Joy. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Read, read the next verse, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Teaching them to observe all that I commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. 
So that is, if you're not familiar with the Great Commission, that was Jesus. Jesus. Okay, how do you show when Jesus is possessing something? Jesus is. Jesus, Jesus's those those were Jesus's last words. Those were Jesus because words is, is plural. It, okay, thank you, Garrett. The grammar, Garrett, whose <laughs> accent is horrible. <laughs> Garrett, the grammar, Garrett. I've went from not knowing how to talk at the first of the episodes why I was told to now I'm a grammar expert. Well, you just. Probably, if the listeners of this podcast probably didn't hear anything you said about grammar because you were nowhere close to the microphone, and I just heard you because we're in the same room, and I just now realized that when you leaned up into the microphone. Okay. Jesus' last words were what the verses that Joy read. Um, So (laughs) he's making a command. This is right before he ascends into heaven, and it is the command is to go make disciples. So sometimes churches and Christians can understand those verses as a call to missions and view missions through missions is, that's a fine, Garrett, your phone just went off. Um, Missions is for the like upper tier Christians. In order to be a missionary, you need to have a specific calling from God to be a missionary, okay? So, that none of that is what that verse says. Jesus isn't just commanding certain up, upper-tier, upper-level Christians to be missionaries. He seems to be commanding everyone to make disciples. And so that's start foundation of missions is that, that if you believe in Jesus, if you are a Christian, you are a missionary. That's just bottom line, everybody, if you're a Christian, you're a missionary. Doesn't necessarily mean you're a good missionary, but we are all called to make disciples. Would you all agree with that? Garrett said no. Garrett, can you explain? What do you disagree with, Garrett? Garrett. 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 That was a joke. You didn't have to sell me out on a live podcast and make me sound like I don't care about making disciples. It's definitely not a live podcast because we're recording it. A recorded podcast. (laughs) Do you know what the word live means? David's got a list. Mike Trout, you... Yeah, so Garrett, that was a joke. Apparently, Garrett does believe that everyone's called to make disciples. <laughs> so that means, <clears throat> again, just to reiterate this point, that if you were saved last week, you're a missionary. If you're wherever God has you is your mission field. And I think it's helpful for Christians to start seeing their life through a missional lens, seeing where where is God where has God placed me? Um that He's placed you. God is sovereign. Uh we, we believe that God is sovereign over all things. So the job you have, 
you have as part of God's plan. The family you have, you have as a part of God's plan. The place that you live, the neighborhood you live in, that all fits perfectly into God's plan. So what would it look like for you to see those things through God sovereignly is giving me opportunities to be light and to be a missionary in these places? And I think for, for me personally, once I started looking at things that way, like it, it just every everything changed. Um, I think it was my job wasn't as discouraging at that point. Um, it was just it's. I think that's the lens we're supposed to look at things through. So what does that what does that mean? How, okay, better yet. What are some ways, so as I mentioned earlier, we're all called to be missionaries. That doesn't necessarily mean you're a good one. What are some ways, if you're the majority of people listening to this, you are not on a foreign mission field. You are sitting somewhere, and there might be some of you, and we thank you and thank you for what you're doing. But most of you probably work a job, live in a neighborhood, live in an apartment complex, go to school, you're not on a foreign mission field. So how? what are some ways, what we want to discuss, are some ways that we can kind of help you be more effective missionaries where God has you right now? Um, so is there anything you guys would like to, to add to that before we move to just some, some ideas? I think when you're looking at your Christian life and walking that lens, you're being... Will make you more conscious of conscience. Conscience. <laughs> You'll have um, a conscience. You will be fully of, conscious. Uh, you know the words you use when you're speaking to people at work. The way that you like conscience. Yeah, you're more aware of your conscience. You're conscious of your conscience. <laughs> I'm not even gonna try to say both of those <laughs> words at the same time. I was just going to say, when you actually believe, when we believe the gospel and quit believing. This is Garrett speaking. Yes. Or Earl, or whatever my name is at this point, because I never know week to week. What um, was J.R. Smith? Yeah, Earl. That's right. Okay. Anyway, but when you actually believe the gospel and you quit letting your heart or your mind or your emotions dictate to you who God is, what God said, what God's going to do, what the gospel is. Like, we have a tendency, especially here in America, to not stand on anything firmly. We just, everybody has their own opinion, and it's all good. But when we go to letting ourselves define who is okay with God and who's not and get away from the gospel, when you actually believe the gospel of it's only through Christ, no one comes to the Father except through Christ, no one comes to the Father except those that place their faith in Christ. Those are the ones that are saved eternally forever and have everlasting life. When you believe that, it causes you to actually care about people hearing the gospel, especially right where you're at, because those are the people that you're the closest to or the ones you spend the most time with. So that, that'll make a difference that you actually believe the consequences of believing the gospel and the consequences of not believing the gospel. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So we have here kind of just a few suggestions that we've found to help 
you'd be more effective in in seeing people come to know the gospel that don't currently know the gospel. Um, and and just from experience, a lot of these things, there will be seasons in your life where a lot of these things just come naturally. Um, just if if you're growing as a Christian, and there will be seasons where you need to be pushed by other brothers and sisters in Christ to do these more effectively. Um, so the first one I have is just kind of generalizes everything, but build relationships with people, which first of all, before we even get on that, like in order to do this, you've got to stop seeing church and your walk with God as something that happens on Sundays. Yeah. Like you've got to look, you've got to see yourself as just as much of a Christian Monday through Friday as you are on Sundays. Your life has changed, not just your schedule. You mean Monday through Saturday? Well, Saturdays are there for football. Um, (laughs) And you need to be a Christian at the games you go to also. But, like, it's every day because your (laughs) life has changed, your heart has changed, not just your schedule of a weekend day. Yeah. So, like I said, the first one is build relationships. Um, and so that that's something, to some people that comes naturally, to other people, more introverted people, which I would say I'm, I'm more introverted. We're probably all a little lean more on the, the introvert side of the scale. Yeah. Now, not joy. Butterfly. Yeah. <laughs> um, build relationships. And this is verse just like, building acquaintances, like actually the people that God has placed in your life that you see on a regular basis, like get to know them, build trust with them, build care, care about them, care about people that are around you because they're around you for a reason. Um, build yeah. relationships. Um, the second one, or well, we'll get to that one. Um, also, so that's, that's at work, that's in school, that's in, um, also you want to be a good neighbor. God has placed you where you live for a reason. And you've got opportunities. Like we, most of us live in a world where we've got multiple people that live the majority of their lives within a hundred to 200 feet from us. Build relationships there. Get to know those people. Be a blessing. You want to be the kind of person that the apartment complex, the neighborhood you live in, is better because you live there. Actually, I mean, being a neighbor is more than what we grew up hearing it was. Yeah. Like, there's there's really good resources out there that can help you figure out what being a neighbor actually means. Yeah, we'll put some of them in the show notes. What is that noise, Garrett, that keeps beeping? It's, it's a dollar every it's time a, it beeps it's a phone. for you. Is it your phone? Does your phone keep beeping? No. Why don't you turn it off because we're recording a podcast. <laughs> um, I'm just messing with you, Garrett. Uh, but seriously, the second much. one is, or the third or fourth, I don't know what number we're on. Um, also, and this applies more to those of us that have have jobs, be a hard worker. Like you want to separate yourself. Like you you want the way you handle 
your job, the way you handle the people that are in authority over you, the way you handle the tasks that you have been given, you want to be set apart in those areas. You want you don't want you don't want to be you don't want by your actions to contradict what you're trying to build with your words, if that makes sense. Um, you want your actions to line up hand in hand with what your words, who your words say you are. Um, speak well. I'm not talking about grammatically. I'm talking about like <laughs> the thing, how the words that you use. Um, I mean, there's certain words that you can use that instantly throw will throw away everything you're trying to build for the kingdom. Um, also, what you say about people. Speak well of other people. No matter what they've done to you, speak well of people as image bearers of God, co-image bearers. Um, be able to defend your faith. S study your word, which you should be doing as a Christian also. Um, be able to tell your story. Be prepared to tell your story at times. Um, and then a big one. The most important thing, the whole reason you're building relationships is to be able to share the gospel. If you're just building friendships just to have a bunch of friendships, that's not accomplishing what we're trying to accomplish as missionaries. You're wanting to see people that are not worshiping God come to worship God. And in order to do that, they have got to hear the gospel. Um, and sometimes we found a lot of times, especially in our kind of Bible Belt area, that a lot of people understand bits and pieces of the gospel, um, but they don't quite, it's not all connecting. And so sometimes what we can do as Christians who are ready to defend our faith, who have been made right with God through God's own work and his son, and we, we understand these things and we can help kind of make those things click or we can help where there are gospel holes or we can help like uh like garrett has told often um kind of he he understood parts of the gospel for a long time um but the parts that he understand made him very legalistic and very um enslaved to wanting to please god by his actions and then when that inevitably doesn't happen, just the guilt that comes comes from that is just crippling. And there are a lot of people that that's where they're at. Like they understand like God is perfect and holy and there's a certain level that needs to be reached. And so they try to reach it themselves and inevitably fall short. And it, like... That's a big hole that they get a lot of the gospel, but there's a big hole that they're missing. And so we can come in and help fill in like, hey, that that mark that you're trying to reach, you can't reach it, but somebody did for you. Somebody has already reached that mark. And so that you no longer have to. And that is Jesus. And so just just things like that, like there's there's holes that we can we can help fill. But Guys, just encourage you, like, be able, be willing to do that. Be, it's, being a missionary is going to take, is going to take a, 
in order to be a missionary, you're going to have to go through some uncomfortable things. Um, you're going to have to put yourself out there in a way that possibly might make people not like you. Um, you're going to have to put yourself out there in a way that might end up getting you hurt. But as I feel like we say a lot of times, guys, Jesus is worth it. Jesus is worth it. Um, so we'd like to hear your stories of just opportunities and cool ways that you've seen yourself as a missionary where God's placed you and some cool things like we'd, we'd love to hear that. Um, so going forward, we're going to, we're going to talk some more about this in future episodes. We're also going to talk about kind of more from a church perspective, what these missions look like. We're going to talk about church planning. Um, hopefully if all things work out, we're going to have some, some interviews with some of our friends over in Ukraine that are planting churches to kind of share what, what this looks like over there. Um, it's, it's exciting guys. There's, there's a reason that as soon as you become a Christian, Jesus doesn't take you immediately to heaven. Um, that's because he has, he has died for more people and in his sovereignty and in his wisdom, the way that he calls those people is through his people that are here on earth, through our words, through us speaking the gospel to people. Um, so anything you guys like to add to that? No, I'm just saying like in, I mean, this is something that is, it's not easy to do, especially if your personality doesn't fit this, but it's something that is very exciting and very rewarding, and God gets glory out of it. It's something we should be excited mm -hmm. to be a part of. Yeah. And real quick, um, by the way, if you're saying I'm being a missionary because I'm sticking tracks, places where people can find it, that's not what we're talking about. Build relationships. Have people into your home. Get to know people. Love people. Care about people. Mike Trout, step your game up. Your Christian game, Steph not necessarily Curry. your baseball game. Jesus your baseball game is great. Dude, Steph Curry knows that. You wouldn't say it to his face. Oh, I, I, I would. He's not near as scary as, as Michael Beasley. <laughs> no. Hey, Stephen Curry's in a Jesus music video. Go check it out. It's called Warriors by Bizzle. See y'all. Full of grace and full of favor. A sinless sacrifice that God above can truly save us. Lord Jesus Christ, our only chance, our only hope. Eternal life, God. You drowned it, boy. Better grab that rope. Better touch his garment. Better grab his robe. Confess, repent, believe. Before your heart gets cold. Don't trust the world's lies. You gotta sever that root. Control, alt, delete, reboot. Now believe the truth. Hit him with the truth. Hit him, hit him with the truth. Hit him, hit him with the truth. Hit him with the truth.